welcome to another episode of Cathode Ray Mission. This is a show where we watch stuff on streaming um, during the pandemic, but as the pandemic winds down, hey, we're still here. We're still watching stuff on streaming. Uh, I am Will Scoville in Berkeley, California. With me, as always, via satellite in Oklahoma City is Randy Heyer. Hey, Randy. Hey, Will. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? How, are you? how have you been? I'm doing well. It's actually... Uh, a pretty mild day here. Yeah, same so, here. I've, I've had a good, good weekend so far, and and uh, it's a nice way to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with us this week uh, is uh, a friend of mine. Uh, he used to live in the Bay Area. Uh, I used to work with him on a at least one show. Uh, two. Two shows, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> he's in New York now. Uh, doing his thing. He's part of Super Trash TV. We've had quite a few other Super Trash TV folks here. Uh, it is Seamus Calder. Hey, Seamus. Hey. hey, hey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you for coming yeah, on. I, coming on. I've needed to have you on some of my podcasts for a long time, but, you know, you live in New York and it's, you know, what, three, four hours difference? Uh, three hours, yeah. Uh, from California. So, you know, it's much later uh, over there now. Uh, but why don't you tell us about uh, the movie that you brought to us this week? Okay, so this is um, this is like to me pr- premier blockbuster entertainment, and I do not mean like blockbuster films. I mean the video rental chain. Like, <laughs> okay. I know for a fact that the first time I saw this was at like a sleepover when I was like, I guess I would be thirteen, and yeah. we were just like Jet Li, Kung Fu. Awesome. Sci-fi, the one. And this is a movie that um, I'm now watching Loki. I'm also like, <coughs> y'all done, y'all done, y'all done ripped off Jet Li. Because <laughs> uh, it is a movie about, let's see, uh, there is a, there's multiple timelines and there's a police force that's uh, making sure that they uh, remain stable and, <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, then let's see, there's a variance <laughs> to it. Where uh, if you murder yourself in another timeline, you become stronger. So there's also a Highlander. Yes. Yes. It's Highlander Uh, meets Time Cop. Pretty much. Oh, God. Like, (laughs) the set straight up looks like it is Time Cop. Okay. It does. Hold on. Uh, We haven't said the name of the movie yet. So, Seamus, why don't you tell me? Yes. Okay. From 2001. With uh, Jet Li. With Jet Li. Jet Li, Uh, the one, is almost really what the movie's title is. Yeah. And it's funny because we have two Jet Lees. Yep. Fighting is, to be oh, the yeah. one Jet Li. Indeed. This is uh, like, the what, what was it, Double Team? Was that the Jean-Claude Van Damme? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's also yeah. uh, the, there's the Jackie Chan one too. Double, uh, I want to say Double Dragon, but it's not. Twi- twi- Dragon. Twin Dragons? Is Maybe. That it? They're twins. One's, yeah. a, one's like a pianist. It's really good. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's. How does it compare to a, a really good uh, Jackie Chan movie like, say, The Tuxedo? Uh, well, nothing compares to the tuxedo because it's a goddamn masterpiece, yeah. obviously. Uh, but I will say it has some of the peak. I'm not looking for trouble, Jackie Chan, mm. especially when you have because you have one of them who's supposed to not be able to fight. So it's like bumbling piano player Jackie Chan. Yes, but he's stuck in all the situations of like hardened gangster knows knows how to fight Jackie Chan. So there's a lot of the like him falling over tables and being like, oh no! But like accidentally the table slides out perfectly and takes out the bad guy. So peak that, and then the Jackie who can fight does some like amazing stunts in it. He Sweet. jumps through car like a car window perfectly one time. Whew. I gotta check that out. It's Twin Dragons. Is that what that I, movie's I called? I think that's what it is. I think I, it's got to be yeah. better than Double Impact. I think you said Double Team earlier, but Double Impact. Yeah, Double Impact. Which which one. one is the one with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme and Rodman? That's double team. That's double team. Okay. That's double team. And like I'm and thinking that Jackie maybe Jackie Chan is is Twin Dragons. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm thinking that uh, JCVD plays twins in a few movies, but Double Impact is the one where he's literally doing like parent trap split screen shit. With- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yes. and then I think one of the brothers dies and it's like, because they get bored with that halfway through the movie. They're like, let's just get rid of one of them. Well, yeah. No, that's one of them. I think that's Maximum Impact maybe or so. Wait. 
No, I'm get, my head's spinning now. I'm really yeah. thinking about. I know, but I swear to God that he plays twins in two movies, and you're right. One and one, they're not even in the same scene really, and then one dies just so they don't have to deal with that. Anyway, <laughs> I believe. I mean, peak John Claude Van Damme. It makes sense that they'd be like, we need to make multiple movies where he just plays off himself. Yeah, yeah. he played twins again in his TV show, John Claude Van Johnson. This is oh, really? true. Yeah. yeah. Well, he played a character that he played another character that is his doppelganger, not his mm. actual twin. Yeah. Anyway, God, the one. He's one of the he's one of the best actors to ever play with him to to act with himself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's done it probably the most, honestly. Yeah. In diff, he's probably holds a record, Jean Claude Van Damme, <clears throat> for playing twins in unrelated properties. Mm-hmm. Like he's done it like four times. Like, who else has done that? And something that's not a sequel, you know? Yeah. Or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, eat shit, Winkle Vice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the one the one comes out in 2001. And um, so... It's Randy, very, appa- very apparent. <laughs> yeah. Randy, this... Um, and us watching kind of uh, the Fantastic Four uh, and, you know, kind of comparing that to... Um, the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans that came out around the same time and how they kind of both fit together, like, uh, aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shame is kind of going off, you know, again, I'm also watching Loki. Uh, and so, yeah, man, God this is like, <laughs> this is like very much like a lot of the same shit. This feels like it could be the TVA from the Sam Raimi fantastic four universe, mm-hmm. uh, coming out in the same era. Um, so it, it it definitely has that aesthetic to it. It kind of has like a, you know, coming off of uh, like a Judge Dredd or Super Mario Brothers or even like Total Recall um, type of aesthetic to it, which I really yeah. enjoy. Uh, but I mean, this is also a movie that very, very clearly watched The Matrix. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. it's like yeah. God, so much bullet time. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that. And there's a lot of they have that uh, down with the sickness plays at one point. Yeah, uh, yeah fucking, with- that, I laughed. I mean, that was <laughs> amazing. That's something that when I was like 17 when this came out, I never saw it until just now. Till like mm-hmm. when I just just watched it or whatever last week. Um, and there's no way that until now I could have appreciated that for wh- how beautiful it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a good cue because it's like... <laughs> it it's that, was amazing. That mouse explodes and it's like, oh, wow. And then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then before that, when Jet Li, um It's like the, the reveal that Jet Li is there to kill himself or whatever... Uh, it starts playing "Let the Body Hit the Floor" yeah. by Drowning Pools. Yeah. Whoa. Yep. I mean, God it is a damn. It, it is I a just, relic. Um, and then the other thing it, it shows that it really puts it in uh, a period of time is opening scene. They pass a TV, and it's President Gore. <laughs> and then later on in another universe, they pass another TV, and it's President Bush proposing universal health care. Uh, <laughs> yeah, be <laughs> great. Yeah, my favorite. So, I mean, just no. just on the the music thing. Also, is I love when he's uh, he's in like the ambulance and he's flicking through the radio stations and it's like country, country oh, yeah. pop music and it's in <laughs> two thousand metal and and then Delroy Lindo pulls a gun on him. He's like, and I finally found something I liked in this universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I I love that idea is that this (laughs) multiverse cop turned evil going around murdering versions of himself also just fucking loves new metal. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wasn't it the Foo Fighters, the song that he was like, I finally felt. Was it not? It might have been the Foo Fighters. (laughs) You only hear like 10 seconds of it. I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I got to check out the soundtrack on this. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, no. I just love. Yeah. Speaking of like. Another thing that makes it dated, like the casting, just having Delroy Linda be a major character, I was like, yes. Yeah. Like to you see. You should have him. been nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> not for this, not for not for the one, no. but for the five floods. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
but also he 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 also played two roles in this movie and they were both great oh right yeah he did he came back mm-hmm. in uh, after his so that jason film. statham can talk to a character who doesn't know him and be like thank you for making me who i am <laughs> oh man. my god he's like i'm gonna call the cops please leave <laughs> And can we can we talk about Statham in this movie? Um, one, this he has, mean, he's horrible. Harry, Harry yeah. Statham, H- Harry Statham, uh, and also with his crazy accent that he's just like, yeah, struggling to hide his like real accent. Just let him be British. He's yeah. like a future yeah. cop. It's There's like, no reason for him that. Just let him have a British dialect. Like, yeah. his his I voice is cool. The, yeah, I also thought the weirdest thing was, and I guess this is because. He's got hair, so prior to him not being bald, which is like the transporter, I feel like nobody let him fight. And yeah. so, like, I, you know, when I was a kid, didn't know who the hell this guy was, because previous to that, he'd been in, like, what, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yes. He was a professional diver, so obviously didn't know who he was. But now it's like I know who Statham is, and I didn't remember this movie perfectly, so I was like, oh, clearly he's going to have a fight scene. And then he doesn't. Like, I mean, yeah. he does, but it's much like all of the fight scenes that aren't Jet Li fighting himself, where it's mm-hmm. really just like so many cuts quick. There's a gun and then there's a, not a gun. And then he, he does some cool things. Yeah. He catches his fist in his neck. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, a lot of this stuff, it's I really do kind of like the Highlander stuff where it's, um, you know, how he gets more powerful. So he's got, like, superpowers. But Dude, at the other end, guy, he literally says there can be only one. Like, he says some yeah. iteration of yeah. there can be only one of us. Or he says something like that. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, this is kind of, it almost is a little bit like, yeah, we have Highlander at home. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> 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 Uh, but no, I mean, it, it is its own thing though. And it does like the whole multiverse thing is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, of course I like the way they're doing it on Loki a lot more. Um, but I do love kind of that scene at the beginning where they have him on trial and they're going through all the other iterations of Jet Li from the other universes mm-hmm. and all his other names and stuff. And then naming the universes too, uh, which I thought was cool. Um, I don't know. I, I could have seen another movie set in this universe. Maybe not with yeah. Jet Li, but like a, like an even lower budget uh, sequel yeah. or so, a direct-to-video sequel or something. Well, yeah, dude. I uh, mean, Jet Li has apparently been teasing a sequel for a long time. Oh, has he really? He's basically just said, "I'd love to do it again." That seemed, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool. I mean, I would love if they rebooted the like. I mean, I typically don't want them to do a gritty reboot, but this would be awesome if they did like. If they met in the middle with like, it was like Looper, that movie, that Ryan Johnson movie, just make it a little bit like harder like that, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit more realistic. It would be awesome. It's like, this is, this premise is, you could turn this into a TV show, another movie, like tons of movies. I mean, I love the premise of this movie. They're doing that thing. It had perfect movie science, you know, like oh, yeah. you know, oh, he yeah. does that thing where he's like, he folds up a magazine. He's like, the universe looks like this space is like this. Yes. And he's just explaining it all to him. And at no point was it like, this is dumb. I was just like, yeah, I buy this. Mm-hmm. This works. Yeah. This is interesting to me. Great. Yeah. Cool. Let's go back to weird timey shit. Yes, absolutely. What were we going to say, Will? Oh, I was just going to say that I think that, that Loki does have a lot of that stuff that, you know, it also ties into the Marvel shit, but really, a lot of that good stuff from this movie is uh, present in the Loki series right now. Just all Fair the enough. fun time stuff, all the variant stuff. Like, um, and Randy, you, you haven't seen it, but there is a point where he goes through this space where there's a, a whole bunch of different versions of himself uh, fighting each other at one point. Uh, it's great. Hmm. Um, it's got the whole like time cops stuff. Uh, and Owen Wilson's part of that. He's fucking awesome in it. And he doesn't uh, say, wow. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. Or at least he hasn't yet. He's he hasn't yet. But also he pre- he's presented as a character who like knows everything. So mm-hmm. the actor most famous for going, wow, is the character least likely to say it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but also like you don't have the Highlander stuff in the Loki series. So that's the kind of thing I'm that, you know, it's, it's one thing it's missing is that, you know, the the uh, the power transfer. Um and that is that I think really adds another dynamic to this movie of just like, you know, what the end goal is, like what yeah. he's trying to do is just to like kill all these guys so he can be the one. 
Um, but you know, I don't. Uh, they let him live, so there is there is a a space for I don't know the two. Yeah. <laughs> He, yeah, they, they find out there's a third one left and they got to oh, team yeah. up. Yep. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, yeah, just like they could do anything with this. Hey, look, if like, we can make 50-year-old Will Smith 20-year-old Will Smith and <laughs> we can make we can make two 50-year-old Jet Lees fight 20-year-old Jet Lee. Oh, That's God. true. And we positively reviewed that movie on this very podcast. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. we did. We both Actually, liked, I watched it. We both liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, it's not a good movie. It's a fun movie. But that's a yeah, good. Yeah, I mean that's, that's a that's good pull. Describe this as. Yeah. No, totally. This movie, it's good because it sets up its own rules and then it doesn't break its rules, mm-hmm. and it's like ninety minutes too. Yeah. Yep. It. It's awesome. It really doesn't take itself very seriously. Like no. It sets itself up, and then it kind of just has fun with the concept. I mean, for fuck's sakes, he crushes a police officer with two motorcycles. That that is that, that, he, swings cool. his, that he swings his like battle club. Yeah, that was in the trailer. I remember, and that was one of the things I was like, "Yeah, man, I I could see myself going to see this movie." Uh, <laughs> versus, like, I remember when uh, Underworld came out, and it was like <laughs> the shot of was it Kate Beckinsale? Was she in that movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and she does that thing where she shoots the mach- hole in the floor with the machine guns. Yes, and I'm like, oh yeah, and I'm like, Ugh. and like some. I worked at a video store at the time, and this guy came in telling me how cool that movie was going to be, and he mentioned that scene, and I was like, I don't care, dude. That was like, yeah, it takes too long to shoot a hole in the floor, and you're wasting no way, dude. That scene rocks, man, and but, we covered the movie that 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 it stole that from. <laughs> Oh, Nemesis. oh, yeah. Nemesis did it much better, too. Uh, that was well, way cooler than... We're going to... Dude, uh, no, you've opened a can of worms now. Oh, we're gonna really? We're going to cover an Underworld oh, movie. Oh, my God, here. dude. <laughs> I can never I also, get into the Underworld movies. I also... I remember I was at Rasputin Records in San Francisco one time, and there's two guys just talking about that movie, and they were like, oh, that movie's so good. The framing of those shots. The framing. Oh, my... And I kept saying the framing. And I'm like... You know what that... You know what that reminds me of? The morticians in the one. Oh. Who I think are the best part of the entire fucking movie. Was yeah. one of them, is that Mark Borchardt? It was is. one of them? Oh, the yes. movie, yeah. Yes. They're just, and they're talking about porn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I knew that Mark Borchardt was in this. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing that I was like, oh, God, I should see this movie. Yeah. Um, it was cool to see him in the movie. Yeah. I enjoyed that cameo. Because I think just, he he didn't really do much of anything else. He was he did this and then he was on Letter, Letterman for a while doing remote segments. Him and Mike. That's Schenker. an American movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, other than that, like he really, I didn't. You know, he hadn't done much. He's no. kind of been around, but he hadn't done much. But this was like a big deal. I was like, oh, like Mark Borchardt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, the entire dialogue of that scene is another completely dating of the movie where they're complaining about renting porn. Oh, he's like, uh, she only she only does girl girl, and he's like, I know you got to get it on that big old big old tranny porn. <laughs> it's like God, you could only make that joke in two thousand one. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's bad. That was a bad joke, guys. Yeah, it's like the it's like the guy in that one. Uh, it's one of the one of the Friday the Thirteenth. They have a mortician who's a just like reading porn and just talking about like the hot naked dead chick. Yeah. It's like, this is why are morticians always weird yeah. in movies? <laughs> yeah. And how uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween two, I think has like the two guys driving the truck and they're like, do you ever have sex with the corpses or whatever? It's like, man, why, why are we doing this? Like, they're also, they like, make you that, you don't have to do, they don't have to speak. They can just yeah. get killed. They can just get killed. It. Yeah. Well, know. the other movie that has that same discussion is What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Uh, because Crispin Glover plays a mortician in that movie, and they're just yeah, but someone's in death. that, it's good though because yeah, because oh, no. it's Crispin Glover, and you know what? If you have Crispin Glover p- playing a mortician, I'm gonna ask about him having sex with <laughs> bodies. <laughs> it's so, but there is a movie. I forgot the name of the movie where it is about. A mortician having sex with the bodies. Hmm. Um, well, there's also there's also Reanimator. There's also Reanimator. Yeah, um, which is just many different things. Yes. Yeah. Um, Cemetery Man kind of skirts the line of that, but yeah, that's not straight man. up a man having sex with a corpse or. Well, a the, woman, the one the know. one I'm thinking about is a woman who and it's like 
more of a drama and it, it is all about her being a mortician and having sex with corpses. Is it? Oh, like, and there's the, there's the Keaton, Keaton Winkler movie where, uh, night shift where they're more. Oh yes. Yeah. Ron Howard movie. Early Ron. They Howard. have sex with corpses in that? They have sex in the, um, corpse. In, yeah, things. they don't have sex with the corpses, but they're in the the morgue. Man, yeah, they they, they rent it out as like a prostitution. Spot. Yeah, it's kind and of uh, like a risky business situation. Yeah, and oh, okay, in Weekend at Bernie's, the lady she goes yeah. upstairs and has sex with his dead body, dude. Yep. That's like that's dark and oh my god, at, Weekend at Bernie's is an incredibly dark movie that for some <laughs> reason is a comedy. Yeah, like children's it, classic kind. Like, isn't it like I watched he's it all the played time as a family kid. friendly movie? Yeah, and it's about murder and like well, all just this sex with a corpse, and it's like yeah. a joke. It's like, I mean, in Clerks, it's it's a climatic joke, and it's like yeah. it's meant to be shocking and funny, and it is. But in Weekend, I mean, Bruce, yeah, let's not ignore that. It is funny. Movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, and maybe in Weekend at Bernie's, it, I don't know. It's just ghoulish, though. You know, yeah. it's like. Well, also, we, <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's, the entire premise is that they get invited to this guy's beach house so that they can, like, I think it's he's going to he's gonna get them killed. Yeah. But then and Bernie it, gets killed. Yeah. And instead of being like, we should go to the cops and leave, they're like, we need to pretend Bernie's alive so that <laughs> these guys don't come and kill us. Huh. I just. I don't like what realistic person. Their first instinct is we should make sure this prop up this dead body and make sure everyone thinks he's alive <laughs> and not leave this scene of an, a murder. And then, okay, how how far out was the second weekend at Bernie's? Like, oh, when he's a zombie. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was years later, and I was like, oh, you're waiting this long. I love it like, as well. <laughs> I've never They're seen part two. Great. And I loved National Lampoon's <laughs> Last Resort. If you thought resort, one made no sense. Lump in there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Last Resort. Yeah, I've seen that. I lumped uh, that in there with those movies. You know, it's like, it's, yeah. That's like a profoundly bad movie if you watch yeah. it when you're not a kid. But when you're like a nine, it's like, it's horny and fun, you know, like you just mm -hmm. think it's good. Man. It's another, oh, another like PG 13 movie. That maybe shouldn't be PG thirteen. Um, it was is the, the best the best kind of PG thirteen. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's just like yeah, this is this skirts the line a little bit, but it's not like a hard R. It would be a soft R. Yeah, and they're just like let's give it a PG thirteen. It's direct to video. So, uh, <laughs> but the one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm no. sorry. You bring up morticians, man, and that's just a, I know. Just yeah. a detour. Let's talk about uh, Carla Gugino. How do you say her last name? Carla Gugino. 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 I think I. That's that was just me confidently guessing. Yeah. I I love her. Every time I she do pops too. up in something, I'm like, yes. She was in Son-in-Law. Was the mm -hmm. first My thing kid's I mom. saw her in. Yeah. And then she's yeah she's in lots of she's in Sin City. Uh, she's in. Yeah, Jer I think she's just Gerald's Game. Uh, she's great yes. in that. Oh yeah. Oh that yeah. Was she's great. all in all the Flanagan stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And we'll, uh, we'll see her play multiple roles in this too. Yeah. Uh, well, she does. She, she plays yeah. his wife. And then she plays a version of his wife that's been the exact same life mm -hmm. before she, she met him. Yeah. Well, she's also the one that has the mouse in her heel. Uh, oh, that's know, right. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, that causes the explosion that yeah. gets uh, one of the Jetlies out of out of <laughs> the chair. For, for so long. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, actually, can we can we take a moment before when we reference the Jet Lees? Because, you know, there's the two we really need to mention. And I love is the difference in naming here. We have oh. Eula, the evil one who yells it out. I am Eula and Gabe. The good one's <laughs> name is Gabe. <laughs> we have like super badass villain name versus Gabe. Gabe. Who, according to IMDb, is it's Gabe Wong. Mm. But I don't think they ever say that. I think they just call him Gabe. Mm. But uh, <laughs> no, I got to go back and talk about Carla Gugino. Oh, yeah, please. Gugino. Um, I don't know how old she is, but she always seems to look amazing in whatever she's in, mm -hmm. no matter how old she is. Mm -hmm. She looks 
She's one of those people who she's going to be like 71 and she's going to look fantastic. She looks the same. Yeah. yeah she's like, like an ageless vampire. Person. I know. And it's You're like. Right. Actually, she's she's actually younger than I thought she was. How old is she? She's 49. Oh, that's. Yeah. I mean, gosh, she looks great. She, yeah. Um, Damn, so I just how old she is she new in TV the show. son-in-law then? She's got to be like 18 in the son-in-law. Yeah, maybe when his son. I mean, son-in-law. I'm glad you bring it up. Is my personal favorite, Polly Shore. Really? Oh yeah, I would say so too. I I'm a big in the army now fan. Um, <laughs> That's a good one too. That was shot. Of course, you know Randy. That was shot at Fort Sill. Yep. Uh, and it's got Andy Dick, uh, Dag, and Lori Petty in it. And I'm I love Lori Petty, especially mm. in that era. Um, and also a uh, '90s relic of the first time we were dancing in the desert. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, under another um, bush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love uh, I love some sunlock is the the recurring bit where he just reveals that he has different talents and he goes, took a minor, <laughs> uh, took a class, <laughs> and that was literally like I saw that when I was like fourteen, and I was like, oh, so that's what it's like going to college. Yep. I just you just <laughs> learn random skills from taking a class. Yeah, oh yeah, and that and like Jeremy Piven and PCU. It's just kind of like, oh, you can just like, oh yeah, take whatever yeah, you want, yeah. dude. I saw son-in-law. PCU, Jesus. I saw son-in-law with my f- mom and dad, and we all like laughed our asses off. Really? Like, we had like such a good time at that freaking movie. I was so into the weasel, and I love <laughs> uh, Encino Man. Love it uh, uh, in the army now. I saw in theaters for sure, and then Jury Duty. I. I don't think I got to see that in theaters, but I loved that movie too. I I have, I've only seen that once. I haven't gone back and watched that one again. I, I had to go to a summer camp when I was a, uh, my, the summer after my freshman year in high school. And I couldn't sleep and it was like 1 a.m. And at that time, I was under the assumption that anything airing on HBO after 1 a.m. would have nudity in it. Yes. And so I see R-rated Biodome playing. <laughs> and I watched that whole movie waiting to see boobs. Nope. I did not. No dice. No. Nope. But I left a Polly Shore fan, and I talked about it a lot the first week I was at that away camp. <laughs> I I remember bringing up Polly Shore. I was working at a coffee shop, and I brought up Polly Shore, and everyone I worked with was like 18 to 22, and I am in my 30s. And I'm like, oh, it's like a, that Polly Shore <laughs> movie. And they're like, who? And I was like, oh, boy. You know, the weasel. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like people younger now will only recognize Polly Shore from Goofy movie. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, They would. Leaning tower of cheese. He's best. He is the weasel in that movie. And he's the weasel in that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just watched uh, class act for the first time uh, recently and he's in that. He's like, he shows up as the weasels. Yeah. You know who I'd love to see in you know what? Actually, the upcoming Suicide Squad movie by, from James Gunn has a DC character named the Weasel, and oh. I'm just now so disappointed it's not Polly Shore. <laughs> God, I want to see. I want like, Polly Shore had a small comeback during the Trump era because he started playing <laughs> that. What's his name? Um, that like, uh, Stephen Miller. Because uh, he was, oh, uh, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> he was so good, and he was really funny, and he was such a good sport about it. And it was like great to see Polly Shore back. And the other thing, okay, here's another uh, period where Polly Shore cameo worked. I'm not a fan of the show Entourage, but there was a point in my life where I was watching it, and it's an no, episode. No, 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 nobody's nobody's a fan of Entourage. You just watched Entourage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen the whole. So thing. I saw the movie. Me too. I paid to see it. I did not. Yeah. I didn't go that far. It was awful. If they made so, another one, I would go see that too. Exactly. To uh, I don't know. I can't explain it. I just see it. <laughs> but it, but it's that it's that episode where with Ralph Macchio in it, and it's like him and Johnny Drama have that, have some sort of feud because they both got kicked out of. Um, the Playboy Mansion years ago. And they were both arguing about who was at fault. And then at the end, they're like, okay, whose fault? Let's let's settle this. You did this, you did this. And then, and then they both go, Polly, and then cut to Polly Shore being escorted out of the Playboy Mansion. And he's like, what I do, what I do. And I was like, I hadn't seen Polly Shore in a long time up to that point. And it was just like, he shows up on screen. I'm like, oh my God, yes, perfect. <laughs> it was like a perfect cameo for him. I feel like Polly Shore's up there is one of those guys that 
if you just have him show up randomly as Polly Shore, I'm just like perfect. Yeah. It's the same thing as like Steve Gutenberg showing up on Party Down. I'm just like yeah. perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. As himself. But, as it, but you can have like you can have uh I would love to see Polly Shore like being an adult and it's just like uh you got a class with the weasel. Yeah, and he's like the professor, and he's like what the, like the wacky <laughs> it's the son-in-law professor. sequel where he's a professor. Yes, yes. It should remake Dead Poets Society with him. <laughs> you know what? That See, would inspire me. Seize the day, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> ch 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 cheese grindage. <laughs> they all stand up and just hey, buddy. <laughs> Someday, he's one of those guys that if somebody put him in a drama as like a deadbeat dad or some something, he yeah. could like, that's how he's going to like claim new glory. Yeah. You know? I mean, I could see him getting kind of like Matthew Lillard in like The Descendants when he played the uh, the guy George Clooney's wife was cheating on him with. Yeah, mm. totally. Like, like totally like that kind of role. Just yeah. like random dramatic role, test the waters and people are like, we like that. Let's put him in more shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or just make him give him a JCVD movie. You know, yeah. I mean, not I mean a John Claude Van. D- I mean the movie JCVD, where it's just him playing himself he, in like a fictionalized. He person. did do that. He did that. Yeah. He did. Oh, he wait, did that. Yeah. wait, I am Polly Shore. Yeah, or or something like like Polly Shore is yeah, dead Polly or Shore's something dead. like that. Oh, oh Polly yeah. Shore is dead. Yeah. But that was do a better version of yeah. that, maybe. Yeah, do, but it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. the idea. Yeah. You know who? You know what? I would love to see him in. Is a movie where he plays multiple versions of himself that need to kill each other to get their power. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> every time he shows up, he goes, hey, buddy. And then, <laughs> and, and then okay, no. You got the version of him now who's like, you know, kind of balding. And then you've got the CGI de-aged version uh, of him. With, 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 the, with, the, with the locks. But yeah, with the headband and like the flowing stuff and, um, you know, pre, uh, pre in the army now. Before he shaved his head, yeah. um, and it's and it's uh, the the um, I forgot the the Will Smith movie. What's the name of the Will Smith movie? Omega the Omega Omega Man. No, Gemini no, wait, Man. no, Gemini Man. Yeah, Gemini Man. So it's the, I knew it was I knew it was a fi, uh, alpha phi yeah. symbol, Greek letter. <laughs> the, I got there. Well, Gemini Man, Polly Shore, and have him in a in a crazy chase sequence. Uh, <laughs> no, dude, it's not even it's not even an action movie. It's just them like trying to impress some random girl's uh, family on a vacation. Yeah. How about, how about he has to go back in time to make sure that he doesn't fuck up his marriage because his life is falling apart. And he's like, goes back in time to when <laughs> he meets. Now his, we're talking his, about he, like an <laughs> happy Gilmore, happy Madison produced. Like <laughs> we're Netflix talking about Smithy. click. Kinda, yeah. yeah, kinda, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. What if it's, um, <laughs> That is what just really seven, is going to happen. 17 again, but it's 27 again. <laughs> and it's just Pauly Shore today goes back in time to peak Pauly Shore. Ooh. And it's all just him acting as himself Ooh. with no makeup behind the scenes on Biodome, trying to make it a good movie. Oh, man. That'd be good. Wow. Biodome these, is... these ideas aren't free, by the way, Pauly Shore. Yeah. Can you hear them? <laughs> we want producer credits. <laughs> I want, okay, I want that movie, but I want actors playing... Okay, you can have Tenacious D in there playing themselves, but like whatever Baldwin was in that movie, Stephen. Stephen, you they, gotta. No, the, the, the first joke will be that the first thing he does is he recasts Stephen Baldwin with William Baldwin. No, 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 no. You have another actor there playing Stephen Baldwin, and they keep, call, keep calling him Stephen Baldwin, but it's like. I don't know, somebody else, Seth Rogen or something. Like, yeah, somebody who looks nothing like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen. <laughs> oh no! You know what? They could. You just get Adam Baldwin, who's yeah. not related to the Baldwin. He's not, he's not a Baldwin. You've got William Atherton as the bad guy in that movie. Man, I gotta watch that again. Also, the girls in it are Joey Lauren Adam and Kylie Minogue. Oh really? Yeah, I've never seen that movie. again. I remember this because of the disappointment of them not being naked in this movie yeah. when I was fourteen. Yeah. yeah. Um, can we? Okay, jump back to the one. Please. We, I feel like we kind of glossed over. We like we, we talked about the soundtrack. We talked about things. We haven't touched on that. I and I earnestly mean this. This is one of my favorite endings to a movie <laughs> I have ever seen. Yeah, I cannot think of a better. Put it up there with the ending to Blade Runner. This shit <laughs> is so fucking perfect. 
we get him showing up on the planet and they're like, you're going to be my bitch. He says, I am no one's bitch. You <laughs> are mine. Cause I am Yuna. And then fucking last resort kicks in as we get a crane, like pullback shot of him climbing up a pyramid, kicking people off. We get a Wilhelm scream in the middle of it. Cause mm-hmm. he kicks a guy off the whole structure. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then we get, Th- the reason that this movie stuck with me for so long wasn't just that. It was the uh, the closure for, for Gary, where he goes back to a reality where he lands in the middle of the street, presumably in a, in a, time, in a timeline where the version of him has been murdered. Mm-hmm. He's dead. So he's in this completely new timeline, and he's just where he picks up the injured dog, and he's able to take it into the veterinarian clinic and meet his wife again. Yeah. Which to me is such an existentially horrible result. Like, one, you're in a timeline where you're dead. You probably had a life and friends. Your name might not have even been Gary. You could have it could you could very well be the fucking evil guy with the rat lady shoe. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows? Also, why you've lived a different life. It's like the timelines are created by little differences. I mean, you know, maybe this is the one where there's socialized healthcare and Al Gore's president or something. Who knows? <laughs> but like, it's, I just remember when I watched this movie, like I just, after I sat with it for a minute, everyone's talking like, oh, those fight scenes are cool, all that. And I was just like, that just, but that, how is that a happy ending? This seems miserable. He's, he's got to pretend the whole, his whole life. Like his whole, that it's, it's, it's I mean, like it's the Back to the Future conundrum. Uh-huh. Where it's like Marty wakes up and it's like, dude, you still have only the memories of your family being mm-hmm. shitty and now they're all like rich and successful. They could suck. Yeah. Like this, this dude, your brother's like a, like a snooty business guy now. Like that kind of seems like your brother's a dick. It's like, he has no memories of who he, what his family was. It's like, yeah, when we went out to that, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. And, and also he has, and he's still, he's still dating. Uh, well, in the first <laughs> one, it's not Elizabeth shoe, but yeah. later Elizabeth shoe, like their entire relationship <laughs> could have been different. Yeah. And the fact that they're living in the same house, uh, you know, also, it just always was weird to me that Biff is like, they're, they're like, not like somebody they even allow around their family. Like, yeah, yeah you, you, the inciting incident of you guys getting together was he tried to rape your wife. Yeah. Why is he waxing your car? Yeah. But also if you like knocked him out in high school and then he was just totally like, you're the guy who like kicked his ass. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe he had a complete change of character because yeah. he got his ass kicked. Yeah. But that's some boys will I'm be your bitch logic. now, Marty. You know, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. God, we're getting so off topic on this one, but I think Thomas... It's a multiverse theory, man. We're yeah. just going everywhere. Thomas Wilson's performance as Biff, underrated. Like, we should celebrate oh, 100%. That. Yeah. It's like the best part... Of the movie, maybe. For yeah. Me. I don't well, know. He's also the only one who really has to act because in all three movies, he plays a completely different character. Yes. Yeah. And he's awesome. Like old yeah. man Biff. I love Griff. Biff. And he's like, Griff was Griff yeah. is so, because Griff is different Griff. than Biff. Yeah, but Griff's he's like, the future one, right? But he's, yeah, but he's still like a tannin. You know, yeah. and he's just like, batter up. <laughs> yeah. And we got, and then we got Mad Dog Tannen, we get Donald Trump Biff. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. He yeah. does so much. And then even like, even when you're doing flashback Biff in the first one to future Biff, where he's a little bitch, then you have flashback Biff in the second one where you're, you're actually seeing him through like his own life mm-hmm. as opposed to like the lens of Marty encountering him. It's a, it's a different performance. Yep. It's a different character. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. I will also say uh, underrated, I think, is I don't want to say completely Crispin Glover in the first one. Yeah, it's the performance I think is heralded. People like it. But I've always maintained that right when he, you know, when he he grabs Biff and he's, hey, you get your hands off her. And he can't even like finish it when he realizes it's Biff. And then he's like, get out of here, McFly. And he goes, no, Biff, you you leave her alone. Yeah. Like, I think that's one of the most well-delivered lines. Yeah. That's so it's such a good like. It captures the turning point of this yeah. complete coward. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's the second best Crispin Glover performance um, after that Friday the 13th. Uh, yeah. And if I'm talking about real, we were just talking about this in the Discord, Randy, uh, uh, River's Edge. Him oh, and River's Edge. Oh, actually, River's Edge is yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. 
that whole movie is great. And Kristen yeah. Glover, especially you know that. And he's like got the long hair and, and, the, <laughs> and the fucking leather jacket. And, uh-huh. Perfect uh, casting is just a complete fucking weirdo. Uh, love it. He's, he's great in that movie Twister from 89. Oh yes. Like not the Oklahoma one with uh, Dylan McDermott and like Uma Thurman. Uh-huh. And yeah, he's like, I wrote you a song and it's like, it's just like this drone with like heavy effects <laughs> on it. It's, I don't know. It's, it's great. <laughs> You know, I wrote I wrote notes about the one. Gonna, oh, what'd you write? What'd you write down? Uh, okay, so first, I, I, the opening seems like a TV show. I don't remember what the context of that is. Oh, I said I feel bad for Dean Norris because he's in there in the beginning yeah. as the cop opening his cell, and he's doing the whole like "You're gonna be good, you're gonna be good," and he totally gets tricked. And I feel like I almost feel bad for Dean Norris because I feel like a lot of his career is him being a cop who thinks he knows what's going on, but then he doesn't. <clears throat> yeah, he I, I was hoping he was gonna be. I was hoping he was going to be in the in the movie a lot more, and then he just kind of isn't, and I'm like, no. Yeah, I mean, he's in it about as much as he was in Total Recall. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I wrote, uh, oh, Jason Statham with 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 hair is kind of its own review of the movie. Yeah. Because um, I, yeah, like I said, I think Statham with hair, and then Statham, he, I think he like embraced the baldness with like the transporter and the Italian job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when, like, they let him do his thing. Yeah. He doesn't have to try to force an American accent. Yeah, and he's got like he's got like one of the most like prominent Cockney accents in Hollywood. Yeah, totally. He's full bald in the Lock, Stock, and Snatch, mm-hmm. and then they brought him over here because he's a lot, like people loved him in those movies, and rightfully yeah. so. And then they put hair on him and made him talk with like a New York accent or whatever he's doing in this movie. And then he's also doing the same shit in Ghosts of Mars. Oh, really? Yes. He has hair and talks with oh, man, I horrible he was American in accent in that movie, too. But then, wow. yes, well, the Italian job well, and transporters set the course. So. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, actually, that's kind of a thing, too, I think, about this movie, is that you have two actors who I think were pr- kind of starting to become really big. Well, Jet Li was already pretty big in, like, Singapore. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. And then he came over to America. And I think that the, the two things that really it like made this movie happen are Rush Hour and The Matrix. Yeah. And because there's so much in this that feels like a Western studio trying to recreate the like Sonny Chiba, Jackie Chan style fights without the like understanding of how they do them. Because like you have that hallway scene where they're fighting and it's all the guys are trying to arrest Gary. And he's like, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. And he's handcuffing them all onto the wheelchair. Hilarious. Yeah. And it's such a, that's like a Jackie Chan bit. Mm-hmm. Also in that sequence, the, he like kicks a shotgun or he chucks it away and it flies into a vending machine and a bunch of Pepsi's fly out. <laughs> comedic, comedic gold. Um, but so much of it felt like it was trying to be like a Jackie Chan movie, yeah. but over edited where, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to even claim like I'm not stealing from, I think, every frame of painting talking about Jackie Chan uh, and editing Mm -hmm. because I am. But there's this thing that they did. It was, uh, you know, like uh, Sammy Hung, uh, Jackie Chan, like look at like Legend of the Drunken Master. What they'll do is uh, when you're filming the fight, they all action is three cuts. You'll have you'll have a uh, basically like, God, it's hard. I'm going to describe this with no visual aid. So that's, you guys will see it. The listening audience won't, but it's like, so say like you punch somebody, you see them get punched. Yep. Then it's a really quick cut to another shot that's even closer of them getting punched again. And then you see the reaction. So it's these three quick cuts. Technically you see them get hit twice, but it still registers as the same hit. Mm-hmm. And that makes every impact feel cooler and like more, you know, more real. Whereas this, it's like, he goes in for like this cool punch and immediately cuts to the back of Jet. I mean, and part of that's because it's Jet Li fighting himself. Uh, but like, it'll be like a cool punch and then it immediately cuts to just like the back of somebody flying away. Yeah. And so it just, I feel like Jackie Chan in his movies, his his movies make him look like a better fighter than I think he is. Because mm. I think he's just a much better like director and um, stunt coordinator and stuntman. Whereas I think Jet Li movies make him look like a worse fighter than he is. Because in real life, he's an amazing fighter. Yeah. But I feel like all the American movies he's in, like Romeo Must Die, was it like Kiss of the Dragon or something? They always give him guns. Yeah. And also, it's like this is an era where the wire foo was was huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's right after Crashing Tiger. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's just like everyone's on a wire and you got these big weird jumps and stuff. And of course the matrix did that as well. Uh, but yeah, I do think that's one thing I did notice is that like, man, it's just like they have to cut around so much of like the big fight is him fighting himself. And it's just like having to cut around that. And it's like cutting around a double where you don't really get to see a well shot, uh, well edited fight scene with Jet Li uh, in this movie in the way that you get to see it in some of the other movies. They like, are I don't know. Argu- Sorry, oh, no. Oh, I just meant they, I was gonna say they're augmenting the fights with like CG and stuff too in a way yeah. that they wouldn't really do after a while. But it reminded me of Blade Two, which is maybe the biggest defender for like Blade will jump in the air and become a video game character for yeah. like five seconds and stuff in that movie, and it sort of gave me that vibe. I mean, yeah. it's probably from the same year almost, you know. Probably. But probably. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't mind it though. I thought. This movie was the the thing I just kept thinking the whole time watching this movie was this is such a good premise. I like this, but re, like nobody care. Nobody will be mad if you redo this and it's bad or good or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, just redo this. I mean, I think yeah. I like that I it was Marvel, rated R. I think Marvel's doing a good job remaking it. I do well, too. I, more fight scenes. It's just yeah. more fight scenes. Yeah. Well, the fight scenes in that are like. Yeah, that's the one weakest thing about the, the Loki shows. The fight scenes are just not great. The, like the story is wonderful, but like the fight scenes are just yeah. kind of like, eh. They're very quick. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, cool. I think well, that's a good spot for a, for a break. You all agree? It, yeah. Let's all right. To the big roundup. Yeah, we'll we'll be right back with that uh, that big roundup. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon master. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. Have you ever enjoyed a palaver? Is it good to be the dog's dinner? Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle? For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms. We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format. So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means goodbye. All right, we're back and we're ready for the big roundup. Seamus, on a zero to five star scale, what would you give the one? Okay, so I'm a firm believer that you have movies and you have films. (laughs) And I think a film is like Citizen Kane or The Godfather. And you're like, this is a cinematic masterpiece, yada, yada, yada. And then there's a movie. And a movie is like Top Gun. Mm -hmm. Is it a great film? Probably not. Did I enjoy the shit out of it? Yes. Would I probably prefer to watch this on an afternoon? Yes. If it's on TBS, which it always will be, I'm going to watch it. So to me, the one, it's like a, it's a solid four. It's not, there's, you can poke holes in it, but shut your brain off for an hour. It's an hour and a half of Jet Li fighting himself. It's incredibly quotable. It's such a period piece that, you know, especially if you grew up in that era, it's so like, 
nostalgic and funny. It's got it's got Jason Statham with hair. It's got Delroy Lindo. It has weird unintentional comedy. I it's just an enjoyable movie. Like I just I can't there's not really a fault in it. It's just a fun movie to watch. So yeah, I'd say a four. Four stars for the one from Seamus. Randy, what do you what do you got for this one? Oh well, Seamus, the one. Well, I wanted to also bring up, this is directed by James Wong, who directed Final Destination before this, and then Final Destination 3 after this. Final Destination 3 happens to be my favorite one of the series. Really? Yeah. I haven't um, seen any of those wait, yet. Three, three is the one, uh, is that the NASCAR one? Uh, that's four. That's oh. the final destination. Three is the one that begins on the roller coaster. Oh, the roller coaster one's dope. Yeah, and it's it's just the most like crazy. But like, I don't know. I like three a lot. Anyway, I'm gonna give the one three and a half out of five stars. I thought it was pretty good. I kind of <laughs> I was joking with my girlfriend. I watched all okay. A little peek behind the curtain. I watched these movies last week because I thought we were doing this last weekend. And like on the 4th of July, I don't know why. I just thought we were. And so like, like I was joking with her about how like the plot of this evaporated from my mind like mere hours after it was done. And it kind of did. Like as we're talking about it now, I was like, oh yeah, all this like the motorcycles that was cool. The main things I'm gonna always remember is when the mouse explodes. It's like, oh, and it's like that. Like, I lost my mind. I put that on Instagram. It was. It's just like that was insane. One of the best musical cues ever. And yeah, you're right. The ending was like over the top sci-fi crazy ending. It was like, whoa, this is weird, you know. And I don't know. And yeah, I think they could remake it. I'd love it if they made. A little harder edged, ver- like not a not fun version, but one that just had more like more of a realistic future crime thing and better violence and stuff, you know, but it's still not losing the fun of what this is, I guess. Yeah. Like Looper, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, three and a half for me. Will, what do you got for the one? Uh, I think I'm going to also give it a three and a half. I kind of teetered back and forth. Uh, I, I'm in the same boat that the plot kind of evaporated uh, from my brain uh, after the first time I watched it. And so I watched it again and I was like, oh, yeah. And and because it is it is such a time capsule of like 2001, which is such a weird time in America, um, it just it, it has kind of like this leftover 90s feel to it as we're kind of transitioning into the new millennium. And, but it also has like hallmarks of like what is to come, you know, Jason Statham, lots of CGI, you know, kind of um, CGI fighting and stuff. And, you know, that just kind of continued to overtake these kinds of movies, which I think they got better over time. Uh, but you just got more of the same stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think three and a half is a pretty good. It, and again, yeah, Seamus, if it's on TBS, this is a per, that's a perfect place for it. It's a great movie to drop in in the middle of it and just kind of follow it along for the rest of the movie. It's kind of, it's easy to just not pay attention to it and then like kind of look up and be like, all right, yeah. And, and, and again, you, if you lose the plot, it doesn't really matter. Oh, nope. you did something else, you come back. Yeah, there's, there's two Jet Lees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So three and a half uh, for me. And so I know we've mentioned a lot of movies in here, but Seamus, do you have any one uh, kind of recommendation based on this on this movie? So a, a recommendation based, just one movie based on the one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, man. Um, I'm going to give a kind of vague one. Uh, like, I feel like this, there's like 13 Days or what was the, yeah, is it 13 Days, the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger is a Oh, the sixth clone? day. Yeah. The sixth day, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Like, I feel like that's kind of the same vibe or as we kind of mentioned earlier, like Twin Dragons, Double mm-hmm. and De- uh, like those, those, uh, if you want to just do some more like fun, twinny action hero stuff. Uh, but otherwise the other, for some reason, I really want to recommend the the legend of Riccio. <laughs> like, I just, I mean, if you want to talk about a movie that's just absurd and weird and doesn't mm-hmm. take itself serious at all, 
I mean, it is significantly more over the top, very bloody, uh, completely ridiculous. It resembles this plot in, in no way at all. <laughs> it's just sort of martial arts. Uh, but for some reason, that's the movie I'm thinking of is Ricky O. Yeah. I love Ricky O. Great yeah, uh, Randy, what do you got for this one? Well, I think everybody should definitely watch the two movies that this <coughs> most is ripping off, which is Time Cop and Highlander, of course. But I'm going to recommend, based on this, a movie I was thinking about watching it while watching it is uh, Source Code. Oh. That, oh. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. That's the... That's the um, uh, Duncan Jones. Jake yeah. Yes, Jake Gyllenhaal, and he's like on a train headed into Chicago that blows up in a terrorist attack, and basically he he lives through five minutes of that, like until the explosion, over and over until he can solve like who did it, where the mm -hmm. bomb is, why it happened, and stuff. And it's awesome. It's just yeah. like it's a really like I mean it's like dumb as hell. But it's like 85 minutes or 90 minutes or something. It has an amazing cast. It's one of those movies. It's like this where it sets up its rules and then just rolls with it. Mm -hmm. But it, it goes even further. It's better than this. But, you know, it's yeah. you know, good in the same and, way. And it hits you with good. And it hits you with that existential dread. Yeah. Too. Indeed. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah. Randy, for my recommendation, you just kind of unlocked something. I was going to make a joke and say The Parent Trap, but uh, you just unlocked. It's another Duncan Jones movie, um, oh. and your your pick it was his. It was his follow up, and it's of course Moon, with uh, with uh, um, uh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell uh, went to my high school. Wonderful movie. I saw it in the nice. theater. I've seen it many times since. Um, it's a very low key. Uh, um, kind of space science fiction movie with with uh, Sam Rockwell playing dual roles and he's fucking great um, in that oh, movie Moon too. it's so good it is so good and if you've seen Mute uh, which takes place in the same universe he shows up as the same character in a scene um, oh really yeah I would I, but I also wouldn't recommend Mute it I need to watch it again it's it, it's weird it, it is weird it really falls it, apart yeah it's, it's got a little too much going on in it um, but it's got like Paul Rudd in it and, and, um, yeah, I need to watch yeah, it again. Paul Rudd and Justin Theroux. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, Moon, it gets high, high recommendations for me. Cool. Um, you know, so yeah, great. Uh, okay. So, uh, that, that wraps it up for the episode on the one, uh, Seamus, what do you got to plug? Uh, I do a lot of stuff with super trash bro, uh, super trash TV. Uh, so you can find us on Twitch at Super Trash TV, so twitch.com slash Super Trash TV. Uh, we do, uh, currently we're doing a Monday night D&D uh, &D stream that I'm on. Uh, that's, uh, I think, 6 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock, or 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. Uh, then we do, like, we'll, do, we'll play Smash Brothers on Tuesdays, Wednesdays is random stuff, Thursdays is random stuff. Uh, you know, just check us out, follow us on social media and stuff like that. We'll post about it. Um, we also um, have started doing live shows again. So if you're in Brooklyn, the first Tuesday of every month, we do a live Super Smash Brothers tournament at Dromedary Urban Tiki Bar. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's free. We give out prizes. Uh, other than that, you can find me on the internet at uh, linkedin.com slash Calder. Uh, <laughs> always, always pushing that, looking for some, looking for some jobs. Uh, but uh, yeah, other than that, uh, not a lot going on these days. Just kind of laying low. Cool. Randy, what you got? What's new? Oh, not too much. Recording vocals for the Chat Pile album coming oh, yeah. soon. Can't wait for that to be out. So people it's gonna be stop great. asking us when <laughs> it's coming out. Cool. I don't know. Soon is the yeah. answer. We're working so. on it, man. We it takes are. time We're, to... Like, don't push it, man. You like your Chat Pile? You want some shitty, like, half-assed Chat Pile? Or you want, like, yeah. the full, like, the full menu? Uh, exactly exactly so yeah for me normal stuff uh nerd rage great debates Septoc, and uh cathode ray mission check it out uh wherever you find podcasts um yeah that's it for me so hell yeah <laughs> all right guys this was great uh seamus thank you so much for for bringing this to us and, and having us watch it yeah uh, thanks thanks for having me on man um yeah, thank you yeah, for coming on we'll definitely have you back at some point 
uh, to bring to. something else. So, uh, we still we still got to do our Peter Weir podcast, man. So, oh yeah, <laughs> Peter Weir <laughs> podcast. Will yeah. and I used to work together, and we would message each other about um, Peter Weir, Weir films a lot. Mm-hmm. So we were saying we needed to start a podcast where we just talked about his movies. Yeah. That'd be oh. fun. I'd like to be on the last wave episode. That's what the podcast is going to be named. The last wave. <laughs> oh, for real. Interesting. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I'm uh, getting weird for weird. Oh yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, join us again in another two weeks where we are going to bring another movie, uh, that, that Randy and I, and maybe a guest will be watching. So, uh, you know, do all the subscription, you know, leave a comment wherever you listen, do whatever you can to share the show if you like it. So, or just let us know that you're listening, you know, that, that, that helps as well. So, uh, all right, guys, take care. Thank you so much. See you next time. Thank you. See you.